It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Thank you. And welcome to the Monday, October 18th edition of the Heartland at Noon. Brought to you by Purpose Financial and Heritage Insurance. Working together to serve you better. Coming up today, COVID-19, overcapacity in Saskatchewan ICUs. And we've made the decision to transfer some of those patients in ICUs to Ontario to receive care. The latest from Premier Scott Moe coming up on this program. The local by-election to decide the next mayor of Moose Jaw. November 3rd, the Moose Jaw District Chamber of Commerce getting the word out this week. A virtual forum is coming up on Thursday evening. I'll share those details. Our latest 800 CHAB Discover Moose Jaw Partner Profile is on the air today as we visit with Jeff Gowdy at Cross Canada Flooring Depot in Moose Jaw. And we'll introduce you to author, librarian, Teresa Slind from Saskatoon, who has just published her debut collection of short stories, just in time for your reading enjoyment this winter. These stories and more coming up today on The Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Premier Scott Moe spoke this morning about transferring six ICU patients from Saskatchewan to Ontario. One patient will be transferred out today and the rest will be moved out over the course of the next three days. He also spoke on the expansion of ICU staff. We will also today be asking for additional resources from the federal government staff that can work in our ICU settings. And while we appreciate uh, any uh, help that the federal government can provide, we are also quite realistic and that this will likely not be a large number of staff, but it will be a very specialized uh, grouping of staff. On Sunday, Saskatchewan set a new ICU capacity record with 84 patients admitted in the province. If you were hoping to stop by the Moose Jaw Chamber of Commerce today to pick up a COVID-19 testing kit, you're out of luck, at least for now. The chamber has not yet received its allotted amount of rapid testing kits, and this looks to be the case across the province. The chamber is unsure as to when they will receive the tests. The Saskatchewan government has removed its list of locations that will receive these kits. Previously, the chamber was the only Moose Jaw location listed. City Council approved a discretionary use application to allow for the Northwest Child Development Center to expand. The expansion would include classrooms in the building south of the current daycare at 1089 7th Avenue Northwest. Director Crystal Cobra McCubbing explains the reason for the expansion. The idea with having the other building would be to just move the school, so anybody who goes to a different institution, so school-agers and kindergartens, into a different building so that we're not cross-contaminating back and forth. One member of the public spoke against the application because of traffic concerns and vehicles blocking neighbors' driveways. It's raining cats and kittens at the Moose Jaw Humane Society, with over 70 felines up for adoption. With the warm weather continuing into the fall, the kitten season is dragging on, and fall kittens need a little bit more help than spring and summer kittens. Dana Hawkes, executive director of the Moose Jaw Humane Society, tells us how we can help. 
So if you could open your hearts and homes to some kittens, either a mama cat and kittens or some orphaned kittens that just need a few weeks of extra love and attention, we would be ever so grateful. If you can't, if you could make a donation to the shelter's Radiothon, we can put that money towards buying formula and cat food. Call the Moose Jaw Humane Society or visit its website for more details on how to adopt or foster these kittens. It's been a long 19 months, but the Moose Jaw Community Choir is making its return. Director Diane Rhodes. We're very excited because we were, we were just progressing, just uh, planning to do a concert in March when we had to just, uh, we had a practice and then we sent an email to everyone saying that we were going to have to cancel, so we didn't even get to say goodbye to each other at our practice, so it was very sudden. Practices take place every Wednesday night at the Emanuel Lutheran Church. New members are welcome. Those interested in joining can message them on Facebook. Local artist Carly J is working hard to finish up the mural she's created on the Palliser Library. In conjunction with the South Hill Community Association, Jay has been painting imagery of open books with pictures of landscapes in the mural. So the pages are trying to represent like noteworthy places in our South Hill community. So places like Waccamaw and Catawba Park, um, as well as the 4th Avenue Viaduct, the Thunderbird Viaduct, which is obviously a main route to our South Hill community. Jay says that she's just doing the final details and the mural should be finished within the next couple of weeks. People can see the mural off of Cotto Street on 4th Avenue. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 28 points. The Dow Jones is down 47 points. The NASDAQ is up 66 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 80.84 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. The chief of B.C.'s to Kamloops Suetmuk First Nation, the national chief of the Assembly of First Nations, and residential school survivors will speak before Justin Trudeau gets his turn today. The First Nation issued several invitations to Trudeau to attend its event, marking Canada's first national day for truth and reconciliation, but was outraged that he chose to go on vacation instead. Montreal's fire chief says there are numerous plans underway to recover the body of a firefighter who died after falling into the St. Lawrence River during a rescue mission. The firefighter became trapped on a rescue boat in the Lachine Rapids after it capsized and sunk. Three other firefighters and the two people on a boat that ran into trouble were all saved. The family of former U.S. Joint Chiefs Chairman and Secretary of State Colin Powell announced this morning that he has died from COVID-19 complications. The 84-year-old had been fully vaccinated. Powell's reputation was forever stained in 2003 when he appeared before the UN Secretary Council and cited faulty information, claiming Saddam Hussein had secretly stashed away weapons of mass destruction as he made the case for the U.S. war against Iraq. A new Democrat MP Charlie Angus wants the Trudeau government to set up an independent regulator to police social media giants. Angus claims a liberal bill aiming to regulate Facebook and other platforms that died when the election was called was a, quote, political dumpster fire. I'm Pam Fedick.
Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. One win, one loss, and a 3-3 three and three record after the weekend for the Moose Jaw Warriors. Moose Jaw went up to Prince Albert and beat the Raiders 4-1 on Friday before they returned home and dropped a 4-3 decision to the Saskatoon Blades on Saturday night. The Warriors will play the ice in Winnipeg Wednesday night and then host the ice on Saturday. The U18 AAA Warriors suffered a 5-1 loss to the Contacts up in Saskatoon yesterday, dropping to 5-2 on the season. Fans will be back in the stands tonight at the Calgary Saddle Dome as the Flames host their uh, NHL home opener. Calgary hosting the Anaheim Ducks in a Pacific Division clash. The Flames lost 5-2 to Edmonton in their season opener on Saturday night. Local high school football action on the weekend. Moose Jaw's Central Cyclones shut out Estevan 48 nothing. Yorkton Raiders beat Moose Jaw Peacock 35 nothing, And the Weyburn Eagles traveled to Swift Current where they beat the Colts 46-21. The regular season wraps up this Saturday with three games on the schedule, including one in Moose Jaw. That has the Vanier Vikings playing host to Yorkton. That game a 1 o'clock start at Guthridge Field. Central's Jaden Palaschuk ran away from the competition to become the senior girls provincial cross-country champion on the weekend. Akul Riak, also from Central, finished second. In the 4A team competition, Central came away with the gold medal. Peacock finished second. You can find more results on discovermoosejaw.com this afternoon. Golf season wrapping up on the weekend at most local area golf courses, including the Lindbrook Golf Club, where they recorded their 13th hole-in-one of the season on the last day of play. Jerry Folk used his 7-iron to ace hole number 5. Way to go, Jerry. Big trade in the CFL. The Montreal Alouettes are getting quarterback Trevor Harris from Edmonton Elks in exchange for defensive lineman Antonio Simmons. Montreal adding some depth at quarterback after their starter Vernon Adams Jr. went down with an injury earlier this month. Atlanta Braves have a commanding two games to none lead in the National League Championship Series after they beat the Dodgers 5-4 last night. Game three of the ALCS is on tonight. The Boston Red Sox and Houston Astros tied at a win apiece in that best of seven. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Well, it feels like fall out there. A gusty northwest wind making it feel that way. A mix of sun and cloud this afternoon with a high of 16 and that wind out of the northwest at 30, gusting to 50. Mainly cloudy tonight and windy. Low minus 2. Wind chill down around minus 8 overnight. Tomorrow, clearing in the afternoon. The high 7. Wednesday, sunny. High 7. Thursday, sunny. High 8. Friday, sunny with a high of 11. Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, 24 degrees. Normal high at this time of year is 11, with a normal low of minus 3. Record high for today, 28 degrees, set in 1958. Record low, a chilly minus 14, back in 1972. Sun came up this morning at 7.30 and goes down today at 6.05. This hour, Moose Jaw, 12 degrees and windy. Regina, 12. Assiniboia Gravelberg, 13. Rockland, Coronac 18. In fact, Coronac's the uh, hot spot in the province at 18 degrees right now. Swift Current, 7. Elbow, 8. Davidson Watrous, 9. Once again, Assiniboia, 13. Regina, 12. And with the wind out of the northwest at 33 kilometers per hour and the relative humidity at 49%, it's 12 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. 
A drier-than-usual weather forecast continues to be in place for most of Saskatchewan as we go forward through this week. And our temperatures, well, they're going to be a little bit warmer than normal still. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do not expect to see organized precipitation in the region for a while. We have a frontal system that's going to cut across the province today. And as it does, the winds will switch around to the north and we will bring cooler air back across the region. The temperatures will be confined to teens today and some single-digit readings in the north and we'll look for the temperatures to cool down quite a bit overnight tonight and we'll look for the temperatures tomorrow and really for the next few days after that running mostly single digits and a few lower teens. Nighttime lows will be in the positive and negative single digits for much of the region as we go forward through the rest of the work week and into the coming weekend. We do have a stronger cool air mass that will settle into the area as we get out over the weekend itself and that'll push in from the northeast and we will see a few spits and spats of maybe snow and maybe a little drizzle when the cooler air comes around. This will be on Friday night going, actually Friday afternoon going into Saturday. The precipitation will be very poorly organized, but there will be a few sporadic showers. A warm front is expected to develop in the far southwest corner of the province as we get into the weekend. And the warm front will likely lift to the northeast as we go forward from Saturday into Sunday and there will be a little bit of rain and snow that will develop along that frontal boundary. That's our first opportunity for precipitation, and it will work its way from the southwest into the northeast during that weekend. Now, we will expect the moisture totals from this event to be most limited in the northeast part of the region, but moisture totals elsewhere, they might run from 2 or 3 millimeters upwards to maybe 6, 7, uh, possibility of a localized 10 millimeter amount. Right now, it looks like that precipitation will be favoring the area from the uh, Swift Current area and Moose Jaw back towards Kindersley and up towards Unity. That'll be the area that's most favored. Now, I do expect some changes in this outlook since that is coming up for this weekend, and there's plenty of opportunity for changes in this event between now and then. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Hi, folks. Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Harvest is moving fast, so let's plan for next year. Book winter inspections on Case IH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held from last year until January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine Case IH parts installed with the inspection. Special trucking rates and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's Equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Road Report on The Heartland at Noon from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town & Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived, small to 2XL, at My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town & Country Mall. Prairie South School Division, letting us know this is Bus Driver Appreciation Day. Thank you to all our amazing, dedicated school bus drivers. They're often the first and last smiling face your children see at the start and the end of each school day. Take time out of your busy day to thank them for what they do each and every single day. Hashtag bus drivers rock. Hashtag thank you. There you go. Way to go, school bus drivers. Thanks for doing what you do. Let's see here. Locally, uh, well, you know what all the construction is now, don't you? <laughs> and we're making progress on the cast iron water main replacement projects. 
Paving of 9th Avenue Northwest Intersection to Elgin Street to begin this week. Surface work continues on the 9 block and the 10th Avenue Northwest Intersection remains temporarily closed. Construction, paving, complete on the 4, 5, 6, and 700 blocks of Caribou Street West, so we're making progress there. 7th Avenue Northwest, uh, surface work continues on the 8 and 10 blocks. The Oxford Street Intersection is still closed to traffic. But the 7th Avenue Intersections at Caribou and Hall are open. And Carlton Street construction continues on the 1000 block, and that means the intersection of Carlton and 10th are uh, closed to vehicular traffic. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. It's been called the Peter Principle, where we climb the corporate ladder to our level of incompetence, or it might just be the square peg in the round hole we just don't fit. Well, a piece on the website Strategy Plus Business asks the question of whether or not a person should consider a promotion in the context of COVID and how it's changed the world of working. We all know the classic story of the departing sales manager being replaced by the top salesperson. A logical choice, the top performer gets promoted. But sales excellence may not be the best tool set for management in the same way promoting a high-performing lineman to quarterback likely won't work as the company loses its top salesperson and ends up with a poor manager, the worst of both worlds. Success in the commercial world is often based on an up-or-out culture where we strive to climb the ladder, but COVID has amplified a contrarian opinion that an employee had better want the job, really want the job, not the title. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. Get big yields and big rewards with CS2300 from Canterra Seeds, a Roundup-ready canola hybrid that has set the standard for yield and standability. Now get a $50 per bag instant reward on all purchases of CS2300 with no bundling or minimum purchase requirements. Just simple, straight-up savings. Reap the rewards of this yield powerhouse. Visit Canterra.com to order CS2300 from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. So uh, we found out uh, earlier this morning that Premier Scott Moe would uh, speak with the media uh, at the Saskatchewan Legislative Building uh, this morning, and in fact he did. After the Saskatchewan Health Authority released the details, out-of-province patients' transfers to Ontario being initiated. Today, the Saskatchewan Health Authority will be transporting one patient to Ontario to receive intensive care services due to capacity challenges that are compromising the quality and availability of critical care for all Saskatchewan residents. This decision is a result of the prolonged high demand for critical care in Saskatchewan. Up to six transfers total are expected by the end of the day on Wednesday, with a longer-term assessment of -of out-of-province support beyond Wednesday currently being finalized. Saskatchewan's Provincial Emergency Operations Centre continues to assess available resources from other provinces and the federal government to support Saskatchewan's ICU needs. 
Uh, yeah, so we're transferring six people with COVID-19 to Ontario this week. Premier Scott Moe speaking to this in Regina earlier today. Now, we have his opening address from the news conference, and we've pieced together some of the answers to some of the questions he was asked. Those questions inaudible, but I think you'll figure out the line of questioning when you hear the answers from Premier Scott Moe. Uh, requires that a few patients be sent out of the province to relieve uh, some of that current pressure that we have. We will also today be asking for additional resources from the federal government staff that can work in our ICU settings. And while we appreciate uh, any uh, help that the federal government can provide, we are also quite realistic and that this will likely not be a large number of staff, but it will be a very specialized uh, grouping of staff uh, that will be required. I want to take this opportunity to thank uh, the province of Ontario, the government of Ontario and the people of Ontario uh, for assisting Saskatchewan uh, in our time of need. Just as Saskatchewan has assisted other provinces in the past during their times of need. It's one of the great things about this country. And of course, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of the physicians, the nurses and the other healthcare professionals that are working not only in our ICUs in Saskatchewan but also in every other part of the healthcare system across this province and across the nation. At this point, COVID continues to be largely a pandemic of the unvaccinated. When vaccination rates go up, COVID rates decrease. And that has started to happen over the course of the past few weeks in Saskatchewan. A lot more people have made the decision to get vaccinated over the course of the past month or so since we announced the new proof of vaccination or proof of negative test requirement in our businesses, in our public service and in many workplaces across uh, the province. In fact, over 100,000 vaccines have been delivered in the last month. And so we are starting to see the impact of that on our case numbers. Our seven-day case average, is of new, seven-day average of new cases is down about 30% over the court since that announcement was made. The active cases are now about 25% of their peak back in September, and that was just after the new proof of vaccination policy was announced, as well as the masking order. I think you'll see those numbers continue to drop in the days and weeks ahead. However, we still have too many people who are unvaccinated in the province, and if you look at the regions with the lowest vaccination rates, they also have some of the highest case rates in the province as well. So there's a very clear and quite simple way for us to fix that, and that is for even more people in Saskatchewan to go out and get vaccinated to increase their immunity. While case rates have been falling, hospitalizations and ICU admissions uh, will lag behind uh, those falling case uh, trajectories, usually trend by somewhere between two to four weeks, which is why we have made the decision today to begin sending some of our patients out of the province. It's to ensure that those patients continue to receive the very best possible care that they can and to relieve some of the pressures that we currently have on our health care system in the short term uh, today in Saskatchewan. Right now, uh, what we're doing is we're moving uh, six patients out over the course of the next three days uh, to alleviate some of the short-term pressure that we have in our in our uh, uh, intensive care uh, units uh, here in Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, that alongside with the... Um, you know, the expansion of our intensive care uh, staff due to a number of slowdowns that have occurred throughout the healthcare system. Uh, as we're, you know, very hopeful that that will, uh, you know, be sufficient in the, in the days ahead. But as, uh, as we know with COVID, it's, uh, it's been a, you know, it's, it's been a very challenging virus for, for very, for, you know, across Canada and around the world. We see 
We've seen in months gone by where other provinces have had to make very difficult decisions like Saskatchewan is uh, here today. That's why we implemented a number of measures uh, just over a month ago now. Um, those measures are proving to be effective um, and we will eventually prove to be effective with our ICU cases as well. Um, but our cases are down, our, uh, our, our actual hospital, uh, hospitalization admissions have decreased over the course of the last 10 days, uh, but our ICUs are the, the lagging factor and they uh, continue to remain uh, just uh, too high uh, here in Saskatchewan and that's precipitated today's decision. So six, uh, six are moving here uh, over the course of the next three days and we'll uh, reassess as we find our way through the week. Saskatchewan has been very um, has been very transparent in the fact that we've been having discussions not only with Ontario but with Manitoba, with Alberta as well as to, you know, do they have some capacity should we find ourselves in a situation uh, to, uh, you know, have to move some of our, our patients out of, of the province. And so the decision is just, uh, has been being planned for for a number of days and I think we indicated that as, uh, you know, throughout last week up to and including uh, close to the weekend. Um, and then we will uh, look at where our capacity is um, and what our uh, you know what our situation looks like here in Saskatchewan. This is uh, um, not unique to Saskatchewan throughout COVID um, and it, I would say over the, the past number of years there's been a number of reasons where uh, we have actually accepted uh, people from other jurisdictions across Canada whether it be due to wildfire or there's a number of people from Ontario uh, that we housed uh, here in Saskatchewan a couple of years ago uh, due to wildfire and this is what really I, I think underscores the, the greatness of Canada, our ability to support one another when it's needed. You, you know we have always said that the decisions that we make uh, ultimately are there to preserve the hospital capacity that we that we have. Um, just over a month ago we had come out with uh, some fairly significant, uh, quite significant uh, public health measures. We reintroduced the masking mandate and to move forward, one of the earliest provinces to move forward operationally with, uh, with the proof of vaccination policy which uh, did come into effect on October the 1st and I think is uh, proving to be uh, effective with over 100,000 vaccines that have been delivered uh, since uh, that point. So you know if the question is in the, the, the measures that we have in place are proving to be working, our numbers are, are, are coming down, we're down about 30% month over month. Um, if the question is should we have moved a week or possibly uh, 10 days earlier with that policy, that's a fair question. Um, that is a fair question. Our numbers, but our, as, we are, uh, as we sit here today, um, you know, our numbers are reducing, our hospitalizations have reduced the last uh, 10 days, but our intensive care numbers uh, continue to be high and that's what's precipitating today's decision. That's Premier Scott Moe speaking to reporters this morning at the Saskatchewan Legislative Building. Again, Saskatchewan transferring six, six people uh, with uh, COVID-19 to Ontario this week as we continue to see an increase of patients struggling in our intensive care units. We had 84 patients in ICUs as of yesterday in Saskatchewan. Uh, those 84 among 333 people being treated in our hospitals for COVID-19. Active cases uh, up close to 4,000 still, 3,967, 92 active cases in the local south central zone. That's a number that continues to trend downward. And a related story uh, we were expecting to have, and it's a story we brought to you last week, we were expecting to have COVID-19 rapid test devices uh, available in Moose Jaw today, uh, but they're not here. Uh, the Moose Jaw Chamber of Commerce was designated the spot to pick up COVID-19 testing kits, but they don't have them. They have not received its allotted amount of rapid self-testing kits, and it looks to be the case across the province. The provincial government has removed its list of locations that will receive these kits. Uh, the chamber was the only Moose Jaw location listed. It's not clear when we'll receive 
those kits. We'll take a time out and we'll be back with our partner profile today featuring Cross Canada Flooring Depot. Stay tuned. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Your hospital. Your health. Your foundation. We all rely on the care of the professionals at the Dr. F.H. Wigmore Regional Hospital. Whether they're bettering the lives of our loved ones or saving our own, we all want the best health care to be available at our hospital when we need it most, now and in the future. With a planned gift in your will or estate plan, you can help build a legacy of health care for your family, friends, and community. Contact the Moose Jaw Health Foundation or your local legal or financial professional advisor to find out how you can leave your legacy today whether it's a scrimmage with friends the game winning goal or a personal best sports activity exercise it feels great but sometimes we overdo it and need help to get back in the game back on the ice and back to active the moose jaw co-op pharmacy at hillcrest has the supports embracing you need to do just that for home health and active living solutions see the moose jaw co-op pharmacy at hillcrest corner of maine and thatcher The Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. Change is inevitable, and navigating through change well is a skill of all great leaders. A skill that you can develop. Join Homefield People and Strategy for our Leading Through Change virtual workshops. Three one-hour sessions beginning October 20th. Gain the tools you need to successfully lead your teams and yourself through all types of change. To sign up, visit myhomefield.ca slash workshops. That's myhomefield.ca slash workshops. Tuesdays are for seniors at Great Canadian Oil Change. Anyone 60 and over can save $5 on a conventional oil change or get 10 bucks off a semi or full synthetic oil change every single Tuesday at Great Canadian Oil Change. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Well, them, if you go to their website, crosscanadaflooring.ca, the website is very well done, just like the shop is in downtown Moose Jaw. Jeff Gowdy owns and operates Cross Canada Flooring Depot Limited in downtown Moose Jaw. And you've been at it on your own for, uh, well, some time now. Yes, uh, that's right, Rob. I took over uh, Cross Canada Flooring a little over a year ago. Uh, I've been in the flooring business for almost 25 years. And how are things going since you became the uh, sole owner and proprietor? Well, all things considered, you know, we're all we're all facing a new world with COVID, but uh, really well, quite honestly. Uh, people are wanting to renovate their homes, uh, clean things up a little, make changes, and uh, we uh, we're very happy with that. Yeah, that's what we found uh, in talking to a, a number of uh, businesses that uh, that sell things for homes uh, and anywhere from furniture to paint. Uh, the COVID pandemic actually helped some local businesses. How about you? How did you get through the pandemic? I really well, you know, we never we never had to shut down, you know, and and thank God for that. Uh, we uh, we've been able to maintain all staff. Everybody's working. Uh, people want to get things done in their houses, so they're welcoming in the installers. Um, all in all, it's been a, it's been a really good year this last year for us. And and I realize other businesses may not be in that same boat. Hopefully, we can all get back there soon. Yeah, for sure. And I'm talking about the pandemic like it's over. It continues. It's uh, it's really a challenging time. That's that's right. It, it is, and it's going to be for a while, uh, you know. But we got to keep fighting through this, and and uh, we're here to to try and help people. You know, they want to come in, they want to make changes. Um, they can come down, see us, and and we'll definitely uh, see if we can find something to, to turn their house uh, around a little bit, make it a little new. 
I want to get into specifics about uh, the uh, the products and, and the services you offer across Canada flooring here in Moose Jaw. But let's let our listeners uh, get to know you a little bit. For those who don't know Jeff Gowdy, uh, born and raised in Moose Jaw? I, no, raised here. I moved back. The family's been here for years, but uh, I actually uh, was born when my dad had been transferred for a short time. But I, I've been here since I was two, went through the elementary school system, high school system here, played high school football at, at Vanier Collegiate, um, uh, married, uh, four kids, all gone through the school system here as well. So, uh, yeah, my family's been around uh, Musha for uh, generations now. And a great place to be, isn't it? Absolutely. I, you know, very happy uh, to raise a family here. Uh, and my, 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 some of my children are a little bit older now, starting their own families. Um, they, uh, they hope to be back here. They, they want to be able to raise their children in a place that's uh, like Musha, has the things that Musha has to offer. And, and, you know, nice, small-town feel, but lots of amenities. So, so they, they're looking forward to that, uh, hopefully at one point. Jeff Gowd, he's the owner-operator of Cross Canada Flooring Depot here in Moose Jaw. He's our guest on the 800-CHAB Discover Moose Jaw Partner Profile today. Hey, let's get uh, specific. When I go to crosscanadaflooring.ca, I see right away, get a free estimate, request a free estimate today, and I just click on Get Started, and away I go, and I can find out about all the, the products and services you offer. Uh, and, of course, the focus is flooring. Let's start with the carpet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people, a lot of people will come in, still wonder if people are, are, you know, having carpet installed in their houses. And, and absolutely, carpet still is probably the largest segment of the flooring uh, business. Uh, a lot of people will still like it in bedrooms and basements, things like that. Uh, we've got the uh, Shaw Carpets is the probably the biggest manufacturer in the world, as well as Bullio Canada, which is the only major Canadian manufacturer left. Uh, I, I would hesitate to say I probably have at least 400 different samples of carpet, as well as I usually keep anywhere from, from 12 to 20 rolls of carpet in stock. When I was a kid, everybody had to have the shag carpet in the living room. Uh, do you remember those days? <laughs> I definitely do, Rob. I've seen some, even even in the last few years, some some shags that are still around, and they never really broke down. You know, they just they started to look worn, maybe ugly a little bit, but it was the colors. You know, the orange and and greens and reds and yellows and some of the colors that were out there were uh, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, we had two tone blue in our living room, and I remember my mom would vacuum it and then I'd rake it. Yep, that was my job too. I was a raker when I was a child. <laughs> Over the years, that that has changed a little bit, Jeff, hasn't it? More and more people going to hardwood and vinyl. Uh, yeah, there's there's been a, a a bit of a changeover actually. Uh, hardwood a few years back, but now vinyl plank is the uh, is the big in thing. Uh, I should uh, I should back up there though a little bit, Rob. Uh, laminate was a big uh, push for quite some time, but uh, now it's gone to a, a vinyl plank. It's waterproof. You can get it in in a locking floating version or one that can be loose laid and or perimeter glued depending on the application. Uh, very durable, warm as far as walking on. Uh, and, and, you know, quite a few customers will install that themselves, but we do have uh, professional installers as well. And that's what I was going to get to, sales and service. You do it all. 
Absolutely. Uh, my installers uh, down here, like I, I've, like I said, been in the flooring business well, pretty much 25 years. I've worked with pretty much every installer in town, and I'm really happy with the guys that I have working here for me. Uh, minimum uh, 10 years experience with all these guys. Uh, one of them is even a, uh, a retired instructor from SIAS, a journeyman carpenter who does all of my uh, uh, laminates, hardwoods, and, uh, and, and locking vinyl floors. Uh, excellent. Uh, great reviews on him. Feedback from my customers when it comes to all my installers is really good. Top notch. Jeff, let's talk about price points and uh, economics here. Uh, I'm assuming you offer, um, you offer uh, carpet and hardwood and vinyl planks and, and all sorts of price ranges. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Uh, you, you know, you can find something, you know, obviously hardwood, you're probably looking at, at six, uh, $6 range and up. Um, some of those hardwoods now, the specialty engineered hardwoods, can be up in the $12, $13 range. Uh, Carpet-wise, you can still get carpet down to 2 bucks a square foot, sometimes less depending on how much is left, say, as a roll-end. So some of the roll-ends are priced down at $1.25 a square foot. Uh, vinyl floor, uh, same thing. You know, that $2 is kind of the starting point. Um, really, there's something for every budget. There really is. Uh, the biggest thing I find with people is they... Is they'll see they'll hear that two dollars a square foot and say, oh I can't afford that you know I only have this budget but once we see the job and, and we're able to give them the estimate a lot of times they realize that geez it wasn't quite that bad I thought it was going to be more I've heard that several times. What's trending right now? What's most popular? The vinyl plank. The vinyl plank is uh, exploded. Yeah, five years ago I might have had two displays. I have seven. Seven displays right now, and another one coming. Um, it is it is really big right now, uh, and and quite honestly, uh, we have had no issues. Uh, you know, one of the things I look at when I when I carry a product is uh, if if there is a potential problem, how do we take care of it? And how is the company I get that product from going to take care of it? And we have had uh, next to no issues whatsoever when it comes to the quality of the product and and uh, people coming back with potential issues. That's really good to hear. Uh, and like we said, you're a full-service operation, Cross Canada Flooring Depot. We can get the flooring. We can get it installed from you. Uh, but for the do-it-yourselfers who want to install it themselves, you do have all the accessories we need right there. Absolutely, yeah, as well as the advice. Uh, anything they need, if they want to try this themselves, there's a lot of great online resources. And I also have uh, a couple of installers that are willing to, you know, if a customer is wanting to do it themselves, I, I tell them, if you run into any issues, let me know. And I have a couple of installers. They may pop over for five minutes and, and give them a little bit of advice on, okay, you know, you should start here or you should do this or do that for this reason. And uh, it's really helped out with some customers in getting the, the job uh, installed, you know, Properly is just to have that little bit of, of backup, knowing that somebody is willing to come and, and, and help guide me a little bit. Cross Canada Flooring. It's a full-service flooring company right here in Moose Jaw. Been in the community for 20 years. Moose Jaw's largest independent flooring company. You can find them in downtown Moose Jaw uh, at 326 High Street West. You can also drop in and see Jeff and the staff anytime. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 9 till 5.30. And Saturdays from 9 until 4 o'clock. And you can also call anytime, 693 Forty-four sixty-six. Jeff Gowdy, Cross Canada Flooring. Anything else we need to add today, my friend? 
No, you know, I just, uh, like I said, just hope people, if they have an issue or have uh, a little project on the way, come down and see myself. I have uh, a gentleman that's well-known around town, Jerry Alexander, still working for me, 79 years old and going strong. Uh, People come in all the time to see him. So, you know, come on down. We'll help you out the best we can. Awesome. Good to hear. Thanks for this, Jeff. Good luck. Thank you. A partner profile featuring Jeff Gowdy and Cross Canada Flooring in downtown Moose Jaw. We'll take a time out and we'll be back to introduce you to uh, author, librarian Teresa Slind on the Heartland at Noon. Visit Urban Cellars for a great selection of beer, coolers, and wine. Whether you're planning an event with family and friends or a quiet night in, the friendly staff at Urban Cellars can help find you the perfect beverage to match the mood. Urban Cellars, located on South Hill, happily serving all of Moose Jaw. Before CS2600 CRT True Flex Canola with round up ready technology from Cantera Seeds, I plan my summer around spray time, not lake time. But with CS2600 CRT's flexible application timing, the only thing getting sprayed right now is me. And with its first and second generation club root resistance and excellent straight cut performance, it fits my farm like a snug swimsuit. Visit Cantera.com to order CS2600 CRT from your preferred retailer. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and pesticide label directions. Classes in session. Time for another lesson in rock and roll history on 800 CHAB. It's no surprise with a catalog as impressive and expansive as the Beatles that they would hold five spots as a group and individuals in the list of the top ten most covered songs of all time. Songs like Blackbird, Eleanor Rigby, And I Love Her, and Imagine have been covered by such acts as Dave Grohl, Aretha Franklin, Elton John, Bob Marley, and many others. Yesterday by the Fab Four tops the list as the most covered song of all time, having been covered by Frank Sinatra, Boys to Men, and many others. Other songs that crack the top ten most covered songs ever are Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, Cry Me a River by Julie London, The Look of Love by Dusty Springfield, Over the Rainbow by Julie Garland, and Summertime by Abby Mitchell. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson brought to you by Pastimes Antique Style Photography and Gift Shop Gifts galore from ceiling to floor Moose Jaw Heritage Insurance Taking the hassle out of buying insurance Guaranteed Heritageinsurance.ca Constable Automotive A three-generation family business Trusted for over 70 years And Community Service Radio 800 CHAB Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today, a mix of sun and cloud wind coming from the northwest at 30 kilometers per hour, gusting up to 50, and we'll see a high of 16. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Wind will still be coming from the northwest at 30 kilometers per hour, still gusting up to 50, a low of minus 2 with a wind chill of minus 8 overnight. Tomorrow, clearing early in the afternoon, wind from the northeast at 20 kilometers per hour we'll see a high of seven with a wind chill of minus eight in the morning tomorrow night clear with a low of minus six wednesday it'll be sunny with a high of seven thursday sunny with a high of eight friday sunny with a high of 11 for complete online weather anytime click on discovermoosejaw.com or the moose jaw live app i'm katherine ludwig This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. I saw it on Facebook this morning, so it's got to be true. 68 sleeps until Christmas. 
That's right. 68 Sleep Still Christmas. It's coming up quickly, isn't it? And uh, so is the Whistle Stop Christmas Craft Sale. It's coming up this weekend. The one stop that you are definitely going to want to make this year, offering truly unique gifts and timeless one-of-a-kind art, Whistle Stop has an abundance of options that will not disappoint under the tree. You can expect to find everything from pottery to homemade dip mixes, photography, handcrafted apparel, body products, woodworking, and so much more. They're going to have hourly door prizes, giving you the chance to win your choice of the crafter's wonderfully made gifts. Come and see what Whistle Stop has to offer this weekend. Admission just $5 a person, and it's all taking place at the Moose Jaw Exhibition Convention Center. And we'll have a t- Tickets. We do have tickets, passes to give away, uh, starting tomorrow morning on the 800 CHAB Morning Show. So make sure you tune us in. Sunday Conversations, Teresa Slind. Have you seen this story on Discover Moose Jaw? Teresa is an author from Saskatoon who specializes in short stories. Her first compilation was just released and is called Only If We're Caught. In a recent installment of Sunday Conversations, Stephen Wilson chatted with Teresa about the process that goes into creating a compilation of short stories, her inspirations, and what the future will hold for her now that she has her first book published. Teresa, I guess, uh, first of all, tell us about your book uh, and uh, what kind of inspired you to write this. Uh, Sure, Stephen. It's a collection of short stories. So if you're not familiar, it's like little there it's not a novel it's a a series of shorter stories and um, there are about 10 stories in the collection and what inspired me to write them well every story had a different inspiration i would say Um, i really love the short story form and i love reading so uh, i would just say that i was inspired by you know people images I saw, ideas. Um, it, it depended on the story. And of course, I was inspired by other writers. Now, of course, when it comes to, to a collection like this, it's something that um, you, obviously you wouldn't put together overnight. Um, like what sort of a, like how long did the process take for you to kind of collect the stories and, and even perhaps select different ones that you've read, uh, written for this collection? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, I work full time as a librarian, so I I can't devote all of my time to writing, unfortunately. So uh, it takes me a long time to get uh, get work out. But I would say I started working seriously on this collection about ten years ago. Um, after my daughter was born, um, I realized that you know I'm, I'm not going to live forever, and uh, if I want to get this, if I want to get a book out. I, I had always had a dream to publish a, a book. I'd better start working on it. So um, I wrote some stories early. Uh, some of the collect- book in or, sorry, some of the stories in the collection were written quite early, um, and then some were written more recently. Um, but they've all been revised, gone through multiple revisions and and whatnot. So I'm kind of a slow writer, I guess. Well, I, I can say, like, reading through the stories, um, you, you can tell that it's uh, a very much, uh, well, I'm trying to find the phrase for it. So um, a lot of people would think almost like a, for short stories, when we think back to the high school, we learned like the p- tiger and the princess and, and those sort of short stories where it's, you know, there's that, that slight little bit of a, a cliffhanger aspect almost to, to short stories. And that's kind of how what we're taught. Um, and that kind of is embraced within these stories where there's that, some unanswered questions that are left up to the reader. Uh, 
like is it difficult to write with that sort of a format where you kind of leave things for the the reader to interpret or do you enjoy where they have to kind of help to form the story itself oh another good question Stephen. um i like reading um literature that allows me as a reader to do a little bit of work and that respects me as a reader and so i do enjoy writing stories that i wouldn't say they're ambiguous but they leave room for the reader to to interpret so the endings uh, they have very clear endings i think these stories but they don't necessarily tie everything up with a bow and that's, you know, I, I like that aspect of, of any story where it's, you know, you, you've created a, a character in a world space uh, within just those 10 pages, for example. And it allows a reader to expand on their own thoughts where that world space would go from where you left it off. That's exactly it. It's um, reading is a it's kind of a conversation between the reader and the writer. Um, and every reader brings something different to to the story that they're reading so it's like a, a shared creation now of course uh, when it comes to, to publishing a book I, so many so often you know people are always trying to, to get a novel published or that but to go with the route of, of a collection of short stories how different is that for the process that or what is it sort of the process that you went through to get it all set up for that compared to say a novel um, well, some of the stories were first published in literary journals uh, across Canada. So uh, that's how I started getting them out into the world. And then um, I, I put them together into a manuscript. Uh, and some of the stories haven't been published elsewhere before. And I put all of the stories together into a manuscript and I submitted it to Thistledown Press, which is a, a publishing house, a small publishing house in based out of Saskatoon. And um, they accepted it. And I, I don't think it's too much different from submitting a, a novel. I mean, I'm a beginner at this, so I don't have a, a vast amount of experience. But it's um, uh, I believe the process is similar. I, I think it can be a bit trickier to get uh, a collection of short stories published because they're just the form isn't as popular as uh, novels. So obviously, like when you're working on something like this, it takes a lot of support from friends and family. Like, did you have your friends and family kind of read over some of your stories before you sent them out for publishing or to get them published, as you mentioned, in literary journals or even some of the unpublished ones before they were put into this compilation? Uh, absolutely. I'm a member of a writing group. Um, so we share our writing with each other and we comment on each other's work. I also took a short story writing class from the University of Saskatchewan um, from Guy Vanderhaeg. He's a wonderful writer, and he also has a new book coming out, or it's just come out um, this month. And uh, so in that class, we workshopped two of the stories that are in this collection. And uh, yeah, I don't get my, <laughs> I don't enlist my family to, to do too much of it because they might just say they love everything I do, right? So I need a, a bit of a critical eye. Now, with it out now, like, how can people get their hands on this book? Is it something that is going to be easily accessible, like, it, it, across the public library system here in Saskatchewan? Oh, yeah, for sure. It is available through the provincial public library system, so you can place a hold on it. Um, it's also available to order from any any of your favorite bookstores. So, 
in Saskatoon hear McNally Robinson or um, Turning the Tide or uh, Indigo even. Any, anywhere where you like to get your, your books, you should be able to request it. Now that you have this book uh, published and getting into the hands of the readers, is there a next writing project that you're looking at, at embarking on after this? Uh, <laughs> good question, Stephen. Um, I am, well, I'm writing, I have a few short stories in various stages of revision. So I have a first draft of one and I have a few others that are half half finished. So I, I think I'll continue to write short stories just because I love them so much. But I really, I think I want to write a novel at some point. It seems really daunting, but uh, I have a few ideas for for novels too so we'll see we'll see what happens i hope i hope to have a novel someday well it, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you about your your uh book that's uh, now out uh only if we're caught a collection of short stories by theresa slind and, and it is a fantastic collection in as i said reading it over uh it's a great experience for a reader to be able to, to read these stories and as you said like the goal is that interactive conversation with the reader and it definitely achieves that we're you are left where you can continue to see how the characters would develop or, or where the next steps may go in that world space. And it's, it is a fantastic experience. Oh, well, thank you so much, Stephen. That's author Teresa Slind uh, in conversation with our Stephen Wilson about her uh, brand new book of short stories, which just came out called Only If We're Caught. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. It's the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Church of Our Lady will be hosting a drive through fall supper on Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5, with food prepared and individually packaged by Charlotte's Catering. Your meals will be delivered packaged to your vehicle, and advance prepaid tickets will be sold for only $20 a meal. Cash, check, or e-transfer will be accepted. Meals will consist of roast turkey and dressing, four salads, vegetable, bun, and cheesecake for dessert. If you want to take part, you're asked to contact Church of Our Lady. That again is a drive through fall supper at Church of Our Lady, Sunday, October 31st, from 4 until 5. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial. A proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. As you know, we go to the polls on November the 3rd to elect a new mayor for the city of Moose Jaw. Uh, That position left vacant when Fraser Tomey sought and uh, got the nomination for the uh, Conservative Party of Canada in the local federal riding and subsequently was elected as our new member of parliament. So nine people are running for mayor and we have featured each and every one of those candidates on the Heartland at Noon over the course of the last several days. Uh, and basically with all the same questions, uh, questions that we submitted so they could prepare, you know, give them a chance. But this Thursday night will be a little different. The uh, Moose John District Chamber of Commerce presenting a virtual forum, a mayoral forum this Thursday, 630 till 830, hosted by the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce. Uh, all the details, uh, we shared the link on the uh, CHAB Facebook page. So if you have yet to decide which candidate you'll be voting for, this will be time well spent coming up uh, this Thursday night again 6 30 until 8 30. Uh, I was uh, pleased to be the moderator for the uh, federal forum uh, in advance of the uh, federal election uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, 
But uh, due to the fact that uh, two of the people that are running for mayor are good friends of mine, uh, it would not be appropriate for me to be there. But Aaron Rustin, the new president of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce, is going to be there, and he will be the moderator this Thursday night. So it'll be interesting to watch the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce Mayoral Forum. It's a virtual forum. You can watch online this coming Thursday, 6.30 to 8.30, uh, on the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce uh, feed and on their Facebook page, I do believe. We'll have more on uh, that forum coming up tomorrow. Uh, CEO of the Chamber, Rob. Bob Clark will join us right here on the Heartland at noon. And before we go, I got to tell you, we've got 22 submissions so far, and it's only October 18th. The Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest brought to you by Pet Value, your pet, your store. If you're ready to show off your perfect pet, you better do it now. We've got 22, like I said, 22 submissions so far, including a fish named Bubbles. How cute. There's a dog named Ruby. A dog named Zula. There's Raven and Luna and Mad Mardigan the dog. There's Cooper the dog, Brownie, Kilo the dogs, and a number of really cute cats. And Toothless. Toothless the lizard. I'm not sure what kind of lizard he is. Uh, but anyway, check it out. It's the uh, Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest. If you've got a pet, just submit a photo and you'll have a chance to win a $50 gift card from our friends at Pet Value. Plus, of course, the title of Perfect Pet for a whole month. Each month we draw five pets for the showdown and that'll be coming up in the coming days. You can find the Perfect Pet Contest under the Quick Link section on discovermoosejaw.com. The Daily Commentary, saying so long to summer. Wraps up the show next. People are passionate about logos. We wear t-shirts and hats and even have tattoos of our favorite logos. And one of the first things people notice about your business is your logo. Does it communicate what you do, what you sell? Is it well-designed? Is it current? Do you even have a logo? At Homefield, our design team specializes in logos and branding. We've created logos and helped build brands you see every day. And we can help build a strong brand for your business. Logos, branding, Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. Pension Cattle Producers, the Van Cotal Stockman's Lake Company this Friday, October 22nd at 12 noon. The Red Angus Hereford, Charlie Cross Calf Sale, October 25th, the Cow Call Sale starting at 10. Last week's Angus Steer Calf Sale, 450 average, 241 or $1,100. 550 weights average, 218 or $1,200. 650 weights average, 207 or $1,345. Our sales are broadcast on dvauction.com. Calf Sale Friday at noon. Call 306 478 2229. I'm trying to lift myself up today by focusing on all that's good. It happens every year in mid-October. You see, when the Hillcrest Golf Club closes for the season, I feel like I lose my best friend, and I feel like I'm lost for a few weeks. It was such a beautiful autumn day yesterday, and I saw a few long faces at the club as local golfers packed up their gear for the season. And later in the day, as I ran some errands, I saw others who appeared to be down in the mouth. These were people towing their boats and campers, presumably taking them to storage for the winter. It's just so sad. 
I see on social media a number of my friends wrapped up their fall baseball season yesterday as well. I guess they'll go bowling now. It always makes me wonder why our ancestors settled here. Did they not know how warm it is year-round down in Arizona and California? Why didn't they go south? We'll never know. Summer fun for 21 is all over now. You know, one of my favorite sayings is, Don't be sad it's over. Be happy it happened. Yeah, let's go with that today. I'm Rob Carney.